So I'm curious, guys. Um, I am curious if any of you, or either one of you, believe in any conspiracy theories. Oh, probably. I just don't know which ones. So Yeah, I mean, I'm, I okay, I would say the conspiracy theory that I have the greatest chance in believing in, which is not such a huge great conspiracy theory, but I'll put this one out there because I know you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Willie especially, is that um is that Michael Jordan didn't retire to go to baseball. That was a secret ban for gambling. That he was totally buy yeah. totally buy that. Yeah, that I, is a conspiracy I, theory that I think I believe. I've never heard this one. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, the conspiracy theory is basically he did not retire in night in nineteen ninety four or whatever it was, you know, when he when he went when he played baseball for eighteen months or whatever it was, that that was actually David Stern being like he because he gambled a lot and it was basically like you like like we're gonna like I'll, I'll give you like you do the right thing so we so we don't have to say something in public that'll like like ruin the NBA and ruin your reputation, huh? And that's why, he, yeah, he was away and then came back. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's definitely that. a conspiracy theory that's out there. Well, so the reason that I ask is because I am something of a conspiracy theory. Ologist. Is that a thing? Maybe. Yeah. We're, I mean, Not, it is now. But like in that you believe in conspiracy theories or in that you are fascinated by the idea of conspiracy theories and how they develop. Because I know your fascination with like flat earthers. Yes, instance. it's very much the latter. And yeah. uh, there is no conspiracy theory, I, I believe. And, and I am very curious into thinking about the people who believe them and what they believe and why they believe it and all that stuff. And yes, like flat earth, space is fake, you know, all that stuff. Oh, the moon landing. Moon landing, yeah. moon yeah, landing yeah. is a big one. Right. Um, and one of the, you know, granddaddies of them all is the JFK assassination. Of course. Which yeah. I think doesn't get as much play as it used to. Um, but I remember Agreed. it being really talked about a lot when we were younger, even still. It, like, it was yeah, still even, like, even before this movie came out. Like, it wasn't like this movie made it talked about. This movie being JFK, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like even, like, yes, I remember even, like, you know, there was always like I wouldn't say monthly, but quarterly, there'd be like a special where they were like going to deep dive investigating. You into also what you happened. also saw it all the time because like if you went shopping with your parents, it was like always a headline somewhere on those like fake tabloids of oh, yeah, something about sure. something about JFK, like the true story, like blah 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 comes out like never before seen witness, like yeah. So. So in that vein, I recently I recently read a book called Reclaiming History about about the JFK assassination, and you know, it it does what a lot of it does what a lot of conspiracy theorists have never done, which is it like the the author has read and then explains the Warren report, hmm. um, which most people haven't done. It's like seven hundred pages. It's very long, um, and there's a lot in there. Um, and after reading that book, I said, I saw JFK a very long time ago. I'd like to see this movie again. Um, so I watched JFK for the first time in probably 20 years. This movie, I have serious, I have serious and unwavering objections to this movie. And I level them squarely at the feet of Oliver Stone, and I'll explain why. Um, 
this movie is based on a book written by um, Jim Garrison, who is the quote unquote hero of the movie. And this is a movie about, for people who haven't seen it, this is a movie about, uh, based on a true story of a New Orleans um, prosecutor who inserts themselves in his office into the JFK assassination and believes there's a strong New Orleans connection, attempts to prosecute a local businessman for the murder, for the conspiracy to, to murder the president, fails pretty miserably, um, but continues to believe there was this vast conspiracy to kill President Kennedy. And the movie is based on that book and takes it very seriously and presents it as, you know, basically as things that happen. And, and the reason that I take an unwavering view, it's not because this is a false history, like a fictional hist history, like there's lots of movies that are like that, right? Uh, but this movie goes out of its way to seem legit. Like they, inter they interplay um, actual footage um, that coverage the you know coverage of the assassination, um, and then the subsequent you know murder of um, of um, Lee Harvey Oswald, and it actually shows you the Zapruder film, which um, is something that for a lot of people is the first time anyone ever saw the Zapruder film was during this movie, because um, it's owned by the Life Corporation and they don't necessarily show it that much, and all this stuff. Um, and on top of that, this was a, Oliver Stone was interviewed at the time he was making this movie and basically said, like, this is a chance for me to have a strong impact on what people think about the JFK assassination. And I think that's really terrible because the movie is full of bullshit, of things that aren't true. And it just lies to you. And I'm not going to get into all of it, but I would, I did want to bring up a couple of things in this in this, and then and then I can talk about other stuff in the movie. But this is this kind of stuff that really stuck out to me. One, the inciting incident, the incident that makes um, Jim Garrison start to believe that there was a conspiracy, and they bring it up three different times in the movie, is that it is physically impossible for Oswald to fire three shots in the amount of time given. You know, the, there's there's a Pruder film right. that establishes how much time there was. There wasn't enough time for Oswald to fire three shots. I remember that vividly. Right. That is complete and utter bullshit. Right. Um, in the movie, they say, oh, yeah, we, they hired three experts to do it. None of them could do it. That's not true. The Warren Commission did hire three experts to do it. Two of them did did it, and one of them did better than, than Oswald did. So all of them were able to recreate um, what needed to be done in the right amount of time. Hmm. Um, and they mentioned that, you know, they, they, this is also where the, the myth that Oswald was a bad shot to begin with comes from. Also not true. Um, he averaged a 72% hit rate and he hit 66% of his shots um, against President Kennedy. He did a little worse than average, um, for his average. Um, so he was a pretty good shot. And I'm not going to go into the other thing. I, and the other, there's only one of the discrepancy I want to put out there, which is there are characters in the movie who are made up and replace actual people in the movie because what the actual people in the movie said didn't fit the narrative. 
So they just removed those people from the story and created fictionalized people to say the things that needed to be said to make it seem like the conspiracy happened. Um, and this would, um, this was like the, the Kevin Bacon character was based right. a, a replacement of someone who actually existed, but the actual person provided um, not supporting testimony for the conspiracy. So they created a new character, put him in the movie who does corroborate the conspiracy. By the way, not 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 for nothing, but since you bring it up, I'm way out of practice, can't do it worth a damn anymore. But back in college, um, I was a pretty I was a pretty good six degrees of Kevin Bacon player. And man, is this movie important for that game? Super important because everybody's in this movie, along with a lot of old actors, which allow you to link back like to like old people. Um, but apropos of nothing, since you just mentioned <laughs> Kevin Bacon what? reminded me. <laughs> Why do you think Oliver? Here's something interesting: is same year JFK came out, he also did The Doors came out. Yeah, he was he was very busy right around that time, like early early like, early nineties was like two kind of big biopics. One, you want, it makes you wonder, like, did it, what kind of liberties did he take with Jim Morrison's life, right? I'm and sure two, like, some. why do you, why do you think he made those choices? Like, what what's the benefit from it? It's hard to it's hard to ascribe a motivation. Like, I do think. He, I mean, I take him at his word that he enjoys the fact that he's that he was able to have a very large impact on the public consciousness around the JFK assassination. Doesn't seem to care that it was, you know, peddling bullshit. Right. Just seems to like the fact that he was able to have an impact. I think he also mm. likes the, like, it's interesting, I think, given what really happened in real life, that he makes... And obviously it's based on Jim Garrison's book, so it makes sense. But he makes Jim Garrison kind of the hero of the movie. Um, and I think it speaks from the little I know of Oliver Stone to like maybe a sympathy that he has in his head for that kind of person. Like like that kind of personality a little bit. Like, you know, someone who's just like utterly like believes very hard in like what he is feeling like and no, you know, is is kind of like beset by everyone around him like you know he's like fighting against like he's fighting uphill in a way you know against like the man or the authorities or whatever who like don't want this story to get out kind of thing i would what, what i remember i've seen this movie even longer ago than you did but it's interesting because i had a long conversation about this movie not a month ago i would say there's a there's a hmm. yeah there, there's a young man who works for me who's uh running through all this and listen to this podcast you will probably hear this at some point but anyway he watched uh jfk recently and uh and so we had we had a conversation that was somewhat similar to kind of what you were saying uh paul and then i re what i remember about this movie is that as a movie like just as a piece of filmmaking it has like it has some stuff to recommend it like i think it's over long and overstuffed oh, yeah. but like there what i remember from it is that there is a sense of paranoia that like it suffuses the whole thing which is quite well done like 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 it 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 has this feel of like nobody wants this to get out and like you know it's like it, there's layers and layers and layers like in a way that i think we've become used to since then but like there weren't that many movies that it, you know it's like i think of stuff like i don't know the parallax view or something like this probably started in the 70s the kind of like paranoid thriller kind of thing but this was a paranoid thriller that was Maybe not so much of a thriller because it's not like an action movie exactly, but like this paranoid movie that is tapping into a very real thing that happened. And like you said, Paul, that's where this gets very 
very, very uncomfortable. I, I think the part that is most uncomfortable about it is kind of something you just mentioned, which is the fact that, like, it would be one thing if he did this movie and then as he was doing it, like, as he was, you know, doing press about it and being asked about it, was, like, kind of coyly, like, well, this is one way it could happen, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, do we take liberty? Sure. But, like, you know, it's it's not like this is completely impossible, but, like, you know, but, like, but like yeah, you know, it's like we, we you know, everyone, that you know, the idea that JFK was not just assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald has been out there for a long time. People have been thinking about it, and we wanted to put that on the screen. Like, if he said that, it would kind of be like, okay, I get what you're trying to do. But I feel like he implied, if I remember correctly, in, like, the press as this was going on, like, very earnestly, that it's like, mm-hmm. this is something we should be paying attention to. Like, this story, like, maybe this, you know, it's like he, you know, and whether he really believed that or that was just to sell the movie more, which I really think it was the latter, it really did make, like you said, for, like, something where you know people bought into for at least a short period of time like that it was like oh yeah there was definitely a conspiracy because look at all this stuff and like you said like a lot of it was bullshit that he just like invented yeah and and a lot of people like what they know or think they know about the jfk assassination comes from this movie uh um, same outcome as once upon a time in hollywood right (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) it's just like that (laughs) so a little retelling and you know but small liberties you know um so so on that on that front i think the movie is you know inexcus- an inexcusable travesty that it's had such a negative effect and and the fact that it was so premeditated to have that kind of effect you know is, is really what does it in for me as far as the movie itself goes you're right nish there's a lot of tension in the movie and there is an unbelievable cast in this movie. Like, I cannot believe that people are like one of the witnesses that they talked to, I think is on screen for 45 seconds is Vincent D'Onofrio. And like, I kept waiting for him to show up again. Cause I was like, you got Vincent D'Onofrio in this movie. And like, he never shows up again. Like, and, that was and, 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 and Vincent D'Onofrio, especially at the time is probably like the 20th most famous person in this movie. Yeah. Like it's, it's a crazy list of people who are in this movie. Yeah. I guess like one, one person to maybe give a little, like a little bit more uh, space to, because I, this had to be an early movie of his and it's a movie that starts him on like kind of this career of kind of playing skeevy bad guys. A lot of the time is Gary Oldman playing Lee, Har- mm. Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. Yeah. Um, the first thing and, I remember. Yeah, and he's great. Like, I mean, yeah. he's, he's great with like what, I mean, he's just, it's who like when I think of Lee Harvey Oswald, I think of Gary Oldman in, in yeah, that role, same. which, you know, kind of gets to what you were saying, Paul, about like how much people who saw this movie around a certain time like think of this movie as like the jfk assassination even i can't help certain parts of that right i mean costner was on a roll by the time this movie came out oh yeah he He was he was a mega star dances with wolves he did the robin hood movie he did this one and then the bodyguard right after that like he was just this was his like big yeah exactly this this was his time when he was one of the very biggest stars out there yeah, and this movie like very much is like a hero vehicle for him, right? Yeah. Like Jim Garrison is unequiv- unequivocally like the hero of this movie. Yeah, and um, you know, I have a question. I have a question, Paul. Yeah, well, remember watching this movie? I don't know, twelve, thirteen years old had to be right. Um, afterwards, I was scared shitless of the mafia. I was convinced <laughs> they were going to come to my house and murder me uh-huh. if I said anything or even thought poorly of the mafia. <laughs> like it's really one of the things I really remember about this movie. It sounds like the tension is still there, but maybe, I don't know. Like, was there like 
did, did I just imagine that? Was I just like a wimp of a 12 year old? <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't, I, I wasn't afraid the mafia was going to get me after I watched this movie, if that's what you're asking. Uh, well, clearly, but they have other reasons. But um, no, I think, I think it, it was a little bit tough for me because there is a lot of tension in this movie. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm watching the whole thing through a filter of white hot rage because. You know, a piece of bullshit's coming up every five minutes in this movie, and I'm saying like, that's not what happened. Like, like I just finished the book about it, so I'm like, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Right. Um, What's the book called, by the way? You read uh, Reclaiming History. Okay. Um, so it it's written by the guy who prosecuted the Manson case, um, and he's oh, since uh, Vincent Gugliosi. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, that's who he it wrote, is. Yeah, he wrote. Yeah, the. The book you wrote about the Manson case is very famous, uh, Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter, which I've also yeah. read. Yeah. yeah, and I know he's written a whole bunch of crime, crime things. Yeah, things since then, which I haven't read. But um, anyway, but uh, yeah, but there, there is, there is like tension in the movie, and it is like everyone's out to get you. And what's funny is, since this movie's come out, like the lone person who like actually knows what's going on, but nobody believes him but then turns out to be right is like such a trope in movies now. Yeah. And uh, like you said, Nish, like this is the first version of this, but I think it's probably, it might be the most influential version of I, this. I, I think so. I mean, this movie was huge when it came out. Like it, it was a big, big deal when it came out. Um, it was not, I, I looked up cause I was like, well, what did this do? It was nominated for nine Academy Awards, um, including picture director Tommy Lee Jones was nominated. It won two awards for cinematography and uh, editing, which I which I think it deserves. Like it's very yeah, well shot, it, and it, it is, is yeah, it's it's a well made movie, definitely. And it feels but, the especially the editing, like it feels very modern still for a movie that was made, you know, that came out in, in the early nineties. Like it feels very modern, and yeah, um, and, and it was and it's good that way. And and I was very interested. You know, I, I looked up when I had that previous conversation, like what like what were the reviews of this movie at the time and it was like as you would expect from the fact that it was nominated like it was generally very well reviewed and a lot of people are like wow this is really great and then there were some people who were like kind of like this is good but it's also bullshit like that yeah. there was that and then there were a few people who were just like this like kind of what you said like this is a travesty like like it is it is ridiculous like the way in which this is presented um, so it was interesting that there was basically that range of uh, reactions at the time. I, I will say, Willie, to your point about not about being scared, but something that genuinely shocked me was watching the actual Zapruder film in this movie um, was really shocking because it's really graphic and you fucking know it's real. Like it's not movie special right. effects. And that made it right. really shocking to see. Because um, otherwise, I've only seen it in like grainy, you know, fifth generation YouTube uploads before they get like copyright taken down. Um, so to see it in like, you know, its best possible resolution, which still isn't great, but and then in full color, like it's really shocking. It was really surprising. Yeah. This book is only available in hardcover, Paul. It's also available on Audible, which is how I, which is how uh, I listen yeah. to it. Uh, Apparently, read by Edward Herman I, from the Gilmore Girls. Oh, <laughs> really? Nice. Yeah. Which I didn't I know until to, I started um, listening to it. I, I went to use a credit on Audible, and apparently, I already have it in my library. There you go. I just haven't listened to it. This yet. book. 
Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> Somebody else must have recommended it to me before. That's really funny. Well, you should definitely, definitely listen to the book before you see the movie so you can kind of inoculate yourself. Hopefully you won't experience the white hot rage that I did. When, uh, when did this book come out? I don't 2007. know. 2007. Oh, 2007. Because I was going to say, like, the way you said it, it made me think the book had just come out. And then I was like, didn't Edward Herman, like, die, like, years ago? And then I looked it up. I was like, yeah, 2014. I was like, I remember when he died and being like, ah, oh, like, I like that guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know when the audio book was recorded. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I, if the, if the book came out in 20, in 2007, then it makes a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Edward Herman died on my birthday. Look at that. I do also want to bring special mention to everyone doing their level best Louisiana accents in this movie, because boy, (laughs) they are quite something from Tommy Lee Jones to Kevin Costner to Kevin Bacon. Like they are all over the place. And it's, it's, that's really something to behold. I have to say. Good on them. They really, they really dive into it. Yeah. So how's it end? They figure out who killed them. So the, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the funny thing is like the way the way it ends is it ends with the trial um that jim garrison loses um he loses pretty handily um and like it's it's the kind of thing where like the jury's out for 10 minutes and comes back and is like yeah this is this is crazy um and the funny thing is like there is no explanation in the movie for why he loses like, it's just like a thing that happens. And I was kind of waiting for like the conspiracy or whatever, like, oh, they got to the jurors too, or something like that. Um, and it and it doesn't happen. And it just kind of ends with Kevin Costner being like, well, I'm going to keep going after these guys for, you know, as long as I have a job and then, you know, kind of fade to black. And that's the end. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I, I, you know, I remember watching and the jury going out and being like, Now that you say that they they took liberties and everything, like this makes sense because at the moment I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to solve it in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like that'll be the surprise. It's like they fucking solved it while making this movie. You know? it out. Like, yeah. Plot twist. That would be funny. That would be awesome. I was twelve, just for just for record. But you know, I do wish. Yeah. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I for a movie that's crafted so well, has such a good cast, and is made so well, like, I really wish they had just fictionalized the whole thing. And, and like, it would be a really great, like, legal drama. Yeah, agreed. It, it, it would be. I mean, even if it was, like, you could buy it a lot more, even if it was just thinly fictionalized. Like, if it was clearly JFK, but they just called it someone else and called it different things. Right. Um, like like yeah i i think i think that would take a lot of the edge off like kind of the what what feels like kind of an unconscionable like way of you know the, the way in which they chose to present this and and chose to kind of act as though it could be like you know this is this is what really happened i was yeah. gonna say um you know so so jim garrison as he said he was like the district attorney for new orleans or, or what do you want to what new orleans district attorney um i was reading through the jfk um wikipedia page here and um he was unseated the year after this trial he was unseated in in the next election uh by harry connick senior that's right yeah yeah was was the next district attorney uh who who replaced him for new orleans um which i thought was kind of funny it's like look at that (laughs) 
They could have had Harry Connick Jr. play his dad in JFK too. That's right. They could have. They do have like a fair amount of uh, well, they have they have a little bit of stunt casting here. I don't know if you want to call. I mean, there's just stunt casting, but like I guess what I mean is um, Earl Warren in this movie, uh, whenever he's there, which I don't even remember how long, is played by the real life Jim Garrison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is weird because they play real news footage of Earl Warren and then they show Jim Garrison in a live action shot. They yeah, don't really look like it. Right. And they have to like, they have to go out of your they have to go out of their way to tell you that that's Earl Warren right. because no one would think those are the same people. Um, also, I do want to call out John Candy's role as like a I don't know what like he's he's slinging like daddy o's and babies left and right. Um, in this movie which is really funny yeah he's a he's 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 like a witness right in the trial like he, he's like another lawyer or something like that yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah 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 he's one of the people i think like when you look down the casting that's like john candy was in this like that's definitely <laughs> i think maybe the weirdest name on the entire list but it's like yeah just the sheer number of people in this movie like i and like when I look down the list, there's plenty of people in here who I do not remember were in this movie. Like it's like, like looking at it, it's like like uh fucking like Laurie Metcalf was in this movie. Like I don't remember that. Like Aunt Jackie. <laughs> like, <laughs> go figure. You know, it's like I I don't think I remember that that D'Onofrio was in this movie either until you mentioned it, or like well, John Larroquette. Like watching the movie, like D'Onofrio's name comes up in the beginning, the opening credits. He's one of the credits that's listed. And I was like, oh, he's going to have a decent part then. Too. Nope, not at all. Yeah, it's it's all very it's yeah. insane cast. Insane. Oh, yeah, Walter Matthau's in it. Yeah. Like Jack Lemmon's really? in it. Ed, yeah, Ed Asner's yep, and, in it. And Jack Lemmon, yep. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, it is it is a crazy uh, cast. Yeah. yeah. Crazy cast. It's interesting. Travesty of a movie. Don't go see it. Definitely. An interesting movie.